In spite of Dr. Ayers's warning, I decided to talk to Landon tonight. Regardless of the outcome, closure for me or more pain for him, I hoped the truth would count for something. Instead, when the moment came, I tripped all over my words. Landon's larger than life and had the upper hand from the outset. Instead of staying on topic, I took offense at something he said. I can hardly remember now something about a man's world, and when I tried to set him straight, he cut me to the floor with a few harsh words. So here I am once again, driving fast through the night on a rain-slicked road, away from yet another argument with Landon. And as he has so many times before, Rudy has come along to calm my explosive temper. He is smiling slightly at my ranting. Sometimes I think he finds me entertaining. The hum of tires kissing asphalt through water soothes my anxious heart. I don't know why I let him roll over me like that, Rude. You handled yourself just fine. I thought you showed remarkable restraint. But not enough. Okay, not enough. Truth does not make Rudy flinch. My car follows a downward slope onto a bridge, pointing me east into Austin. Underneath it all, Dad worries about you, you know. I look at Rudy. No, no, I didn't know. Just as Rudy doesn't know about my scars from Patrice's iron. I've told Dr. Ayers, but not Rudy. He and Patrice get along. What does he worry about? The relative unsafety of my little car? The condition of my heart? My heart is even more mangled than the skin under my arms. So why have I never stopped wishing? Wishing that Landon would only watch out! Rudy's cry comes at the same moment that glaring lights from another vehicle blind me. It all happens so quickly that I don't have time to think about swerving or stopping. A horn is blaring, and voices are screaming, and then the terrible sound of metal smashing into metal. Daddy, this is the last plea for help that fills my mind before the world ends.